I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers. 99.9 KISW. It's Loud and Local, the stay-home sessions here, uh, and I'm hanging out here in, in my bedroom, and I'm talking with Drew Smith. Uh, last time we had him in studio with a band called Burn, Burn, Burn. Now he's focusing on his label. He's hanging out at home. He's doing his his stay-home thing, and, and actually I've, I've been following him on Facebook. Uh, he's been listening to all of his records alphabetically. Um, that's that's a lot of records, I'd assume, but, but before we get into that, uh, Drew, how are you doing, man? How are you staying sane? How are you staying safe? What have you been doing to fill your time? Oh, um, um, hi, Kevin. How are you doing? Um, I've been, um, I've been hanging in there. Um, it all kind of, it all kind of snowballed really fast. Um, and, um, it was bizarre, um, both like, you know, um, handling it all like my with myself and my partner um, and also like watching all my friends like go do the same thing yeah. um but um respectfully speaking we're all doing we're all doing fine um we moved in the middle of it too that's a wild time <laughs> never moved fudge dude never moved during a pandemic uh, i'll try um, not to yeah but uh, we did it um, since we're none of us are working right now. We uh, had some extra time to kind of get settled in, mm-hmm. um, and past that has been great. Um, I have a lot of downtime, so I'm starting to focus more on the label, getting mm-hmm. those records out, and uh, also listening to every record I own in alphabetical order, which has been really fun. I, I, I got to ask you about that, but first, um, the the place that you do work is a place called the Kraken, and uh, I did want to mention that that place is still open, uh, at least for for food orders. Do you want to shout out Kraken real quick? Yes, um, yeah, Kraken is open every day um, from three to nine, um, doing takeout food, and uh, their food is amazing. Yeah, they have a really rad. Pulled pork sandwich, a beef brisket. They smoke all their meats in house. Nice. Um, it, it, it's amazing. That's killer, man. It's not just like the coolest punk rock uh, kind of punk rock dive bar rad like clubhouse for the punk rock scene, but they also have good food and 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 they're uh, you know doing what they can to to keep it safe and clean. And I saw you guys like doing the like deep, big deep dive. Uh, I mean the deep clean before everything, and I'm sure that's that's like a daily thing or if not more. Um, but you all guys also printed a bunch of merch for and it, and it looked like you guys got a lot of uh, a lot of orders. We we did. Um... 
We did. Uh, thankfully, I mean, Kraken's been doing its thing for so long, mm-hmm. and it's been it's been a hub for like the DIY tour, touring band circuit. So, I mean, we got a lot of love both locally and nationally. That's um, awesome. So, um, and we've never sold merch online before either, mm-hmm. and the the meeting where we um, where um, we eventually got laid off. the The plan was like, okay, well, you know, how do we keep this? How do we keep this momentum going um, while you know we can't do shows and um, like have a bar open? Um, and one of the first things was like, well, let's sell the shirts online. Yeah. And see how that goes. And immediately, immediately, we just started flying. Like merch just started flying, which That's so cool. was a huge. Oh god, it was great. It was a huge relief to them. It made me feel good too. It reminded me, um, you know, re- despite being laid off, you know, the, the where I work is super important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So. And I mean, how many times have, uh, and, uh, you know, you can't answer this question, but I, I certainly can. And that, the amount of times that, you know, I'll have a band come up to Loud and Local and, um, like the first venue they'll mention is the Kraken Man. That's like the, like, like I said, the clubhouse for the punk rock, um, scene and, and, uh, a lot of the just like noisy underground bands in the area that is like their clubhouse. So it's really cool to see everyone coming together and, and helping you out in, in these hard times. I mean, you know, money's tight for everyone, but, like I've been saying, you know, I just uh, I bought a Gate Creeper T-shirt for a tour that was canceled because they had so many tours, they had so many T-shirts left over, uh, and so I was like, hey, you know what? That'll be an interesting thing, you know, when I think back, you know, about uh, oh, when I'm looking back at my collection, like oh, remember that time I bought that Gate Creeper shirt for a show that never happened? People will look back on these cracking T-shirts and go, damn, dude, that was that was a really intense time, but like I helped I helped someone out and and I got a cool shirt too, and yeah. Absolutely, man. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, these records you've been you've been de- uh, going through. So, how, about how many records do you have in your collection? Oh man, I don't know, dude. Um, step outside and take a look. I can. I want to guess like four hundred. Nice. Okay. So it's. A- I want to guess four hundred. Maybe maybe between three and four. Uh, what what letter on the in the alphabet are you on right now? I'm on B. Oh wow, okay. And uh, has there been any records that you've gotten that you've hit that you've been like, man, I really am not in the mood to listen to this right now. But okay, I mean, I'm I have a task. Let's get through it. Um. Yes. <laughs> uh. Yes. There's been there's been three. Um. And eventually, I just I um I. Eventually, just like toss them to the side. Yeah. Um, they go, they go in the, they go in the donate pile. Sure. Uh, two of which was from a band um, who was outed for um, a sexual assault, and I'm like, wow, I thought I got rid of this. Yeah. This doesn't belong in my collection. Fair enough. Um, have you read? So any... two... Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. So two, so two of those left, and then I found a Joan Baez record singing Christian songs, and that didn't need to go. My collection either. <laughs> How about uh, how about Christmas songs or like uh, you know like holidays? Do you put those on even though we're nowhere near the holidays? I did put on a Christmas record. <laughs> yes. Um, I so I have um, my I think the artist that I have the most LPs of is uh, 
it's Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. That's great. Yeah, that's a vibe. And uh, yeah, he did do a Christmas album, so I did listen to that, and it was, it was pretty good. All right, man. So we'll keep updated if if you if you know Drew, uh, just you know. Or just hit hit a like on um, Instagram or whatever. Follow along with the records that he's posting because it's it's funny to see um, some things pop up. And he uh, always posts like a picture of them and stuff. So pretty fun thing to keep you busy during these times. Uh, but another thing that's like you know you you have a lot of time to focus on your label and the label is called Tiny Dragon Music. It's a uh, it's a self funded DIY record label here in the Pacific Northwest. And, uh, yeah, tell me a little bit about, uh, so we talked a tiny bit about it when you were in studio, uh, but let's, let's, uh, dive a little bit deeper with it, man. Like when did you officially start Tiny Dragon and, uh, and what's kept you motivated to keep it going? Um, well, uh, so we've been, so it's been a label for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, it came kind of organically. Um, it, it was at a point um, with Burn, Burn, Burn. We did most of the records that that band did, we self-released anyway. Yeah. Um, and we kind of got it down to a science on, like, how to how to put out your own record mm-hmm. and have it, you know, affordable and, um, you know, kind of crafted our own methods of like pushing it um, in a weird climate where physical releases are kind of obsolete in the Spotify era. Um, So we, we were already kind of doing that. And in the end it was like, okay, well, if we can do this for our band, there's nothing stopping me from, you know, doing it for other friends' bands, and it would just be another um, outlet for you know us to push the bands that we love and believe in. Absolutely, man. Um, are you the so you, are you the sole owner? Do you have a, a co-owner or anyone that helps you out with the label? So I had um, I had Adam, my um, guitarist in Burn Burn Burn. Um, he was doing it with me um, up until recently. Okay, um, and now it's and now it's just me. Um, but it's been, it's been kind of weird doing that shift to where it's just me. It's kind of motivated me to push it harder. Yeah. And, um, I feel like I've been doing a better job than we just having it be me. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I, I think it's just, I think it's just my quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, is, so is there like, uh, um, you know, now that we're kind of, out of uh, you know, like a, a semblance of like our normalcy and whatnot. And do you have like a, a set time? Like you wake up and and is there like a certain amount of time that you want to dedicate per day to the label, and then you know dedicate to just relaxing or self care as they call it, or or like food? Like, do you have like a a normal schedule these days to to keep things regulated, or is it all up in the air? Oh, it's all up in the air. But in all fairness, that's kind of how my that's kind of how I've operated forever. Okay. I mean, yeah. I wake up, I get on my phone, I start doing emails, and then emails turn into like making some like posts on like punk group chats, and then making connections, and then come midday, orders come in, and then I start packaging them, and I kind of rinse and repeat. I do this all while watching Netflix and hanging out with my partner so what have been uh what have been your go-to uh shows to binge lately because i i just first i just started the first two uh episodes of the the last dance which is the first uh which is a uh series on espn documenting the last 
big uh, season of uh, Michael Jordan, which has been such an epic watch for me. So what have you been binging? Are you a Tiger King fan or what? So I watched I watched Tiger King, obviously, uh, but I'm like a big fan of those those juicy crime docs anyway. So yeah. I kind of put that on without really any recommendation, and then like my mind just kind of melted, and then yeah. I started and then I started digging into the memes and and all that stuff. Um, but so I watched that, uh, caught up on season three of Ozark. Oh, so good. Um, oh God, it yeah, dude, so good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I kind of go in and out, um, with other shows, um, watching the innocent, uh, um, the innocent files. Oh, I heard that's really good. About done with that too. It's super good. I'll have to check yeah. that out. Well, I got the time, man. I certainly have the time. Uh, <laughs> so you, uh, so you just released the video for, uh, your band called street jail. Uh, so when you, uh, when you guys were up here, uh, on, on Latin local, you were kind of teasing street jail. Uh, you didn't have anything to, to really release. I don't think at the time, but you guys played some shows. I saw you wearing a, a mime costume. Um, and, and, you know, it got me anticipating for this music video and you just released it and it is, uh, certainly something else, man. It is, uh, so there's a lot of, so it's like fried chicken and, and, and so how, what are the elements that have come together on this music video? And, uh, I guess where, where the hell did you get these ideas, man? <laughs> um, well, let's see. Um, <laughs> it's a lot I, to guess, unpack. I guess I should start, I guess I should start by saying street jam, the street jam is, a comedy band um okay. so it it kind of goes back and forth from like super fast hardcore to like bubbly pop punk kind of in that vandals that vandals wheelhouse sure um, yeah so in our lives we've been playing locally for about a year um and our show uh we pretty much do improv between between our songs. We dress up differently each show. Um, the singer Robert plays in this band in L.A. called Tiger Control, um, where he dresses up and pretends to be a Mormon. Oh, and nice! It, yeah. So it's it's kind of this weird blend of um, funny punk and like off the wall. Skits. It's kind of like if Kid Mahal had a punk band. Oh, so the I video, like that. so the video directly like ties into that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that the costumes that we had, we were we were um, a part of this weird cult. Um, one show, and that kind of tied into that. Um, and the elements of it are just, are, I don't know. It just looks like brainwashing propaganda. Me, oh yeah, uh, but it has that it has that Tim and Eric vibe, um, which makes me makes me smile. Dude, uh, it's it's pretty nuts. And and if you uh, have a chance, check it out. Street Jail, the uh, new video is called Star Magic. It's you know we can't even give it justice by trying to describe it. It's got to be seen to be believed. And and uh, so this song is 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 this going to be something that is uh, released on Tiny Dragon? Yeah, um, it's slotted for this summer. Awesome. Um, with everything with everything happen happening um with COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. we don't have an exact release date. For sure. Um we're expecting it sometime early summer, but that might be pushed back a couple weeks, uh, give or take. But there's not a lot of detail I'm at liberty to talk about mm-hmm. um too much. 
um, I just want to say that this, uh, the release of the record and like the extra videos and how we're going to present the vinyl is going to be really special. And I can't wait for people to see it. All right, man. We're going to get into that, and then we'll also play a song by Kids on Fire. So we're going to play a couple songs from uh, Drew Smith's record label, Tiny Dragon Music. Uh, at this time, we could definitely uh, use some good music in our lives, and, and I know that independent DIY record labels like Tiny Dragon Records certainly would appreciate any help they can. So we're going to Street Jail, Star Magic, after that Kids on Fire, Rain City Forever, a good Seattle jam here. It's Loud and Local, Stay Home Sessions.
It's loud and local stay home session talk with Drew Smith here from Tiny Dragon Music and also from the band you heard uh, second to last there. Uh, Street Jail was the first song you heard, Star Magic. Check out the killer new music video and Kids on Fire, Rain City Forever. That's a song uh, available by Kids on Fire from their album Songs in the Key of Bummer uh, that is available on Tiger, Tiger Dragon Music. I got that name right. Uh, Songs in the Key of the Bummer, right? Songs in the Key of Bummer, yeah. Songs in the Key of Bummer. Kids on Fire, awesome band. And uh, if, if you like that band, go to KISW.com. There's a session of them up on Lab Local. Uh, we got to have some 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 laughs and, and play some more from them. So, uh, Drew, I, I have to put you on the spot here, and, and I like to ask people, like, you know, some of their favorite bands, some of their favorite, um, you know, influences and stuff, and, and say, like, the big four. But because you are have your own business and you have a record label an underground DIY punk record label um, I'm going to make you choose your Mount Rushmore of record labels that have influenced you so that's four okay well um, I mean I could start by saying Fat Records yeah um, and it, I could I could talk about it a bunch but um, the if you watch the documentaries or are a fan of the melodic punk um, sound, I mean, Fat Records definitely crafted that, and it's it's interesting to like see the evolution of um, all of the bands. But also, it's kind of neat that they even the new bands still. I mean, they sound different, but. They're still grounded in that like same sound, yeah. Um, which would, to anyone who isn't a fan of that, could argue that that's um, it's stale. Um, but seeing how the music has changed so much over the years, and they're still they're, they're still kicking it, they're still putting out records. They just put out a Suicide Machines record, like oh, the wow. first okay. record, the, the first Suicide Machines record in like fifteen years, and it's nice. Like, great. So, um, just for longevity um, standing, I'd have to say Fat Records. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two is probably Alternative Tentacles. Um, It's just because I'm a huge Dead Kennedys fan, and I've always respected um, Jello's kind of FU approach at um, mainstream, like music marketing and all of that. Um, Regardless... Uh, regardless if, you know, they're not doing as well now as they were, you know, back when he had the rights to Dead Kennedys and all that stuff, there's something to be said about, you know, standing your ground and just kind of popping up that middle finger um, for what you think is right. Yeah. Um, number three, I would have to go with, um, I would have to go with the little guy, homie label, um, and say uh, La Escalera Records out of uh, San Diego. Cool. Um, Will Castro is one of the one of the first dudes that kind of took me in and um, kind of showed me that world. Um, and he's always been a big inspiration. It's it's kind of magical to see how he elevates his bands and um, you know builds his you know his own little world. Yeah. Of fans and. You know, it's admirable to like watch it and kind of cool. That's it's awesome. Like, hey, that's my friend. That's weird. Number four. 
Yeah. Man, being put on the spot is tough. <laughs> Number four, I'm not in my ri- I'm not in my room with all of my records too, which makes it even harder. <laughs> um, shoot, man. Death uh, Death Row Records. Just kidding. Death Row Records. Should, no, I'm not good. <laughs> I can't say Death Row, dude. I can't. I can't rep Shug like that. <laughs> And I hope he doesn't hear that. He will run you over. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna regret this, but I'm gonna say Epitaph Records. Um, just for, just for kicks. Because um, I mean, they put out Rancid. Yeah, I mean they they, they put out they put out Rancid and Bad Religion. I don't really like their new catalog of stuff. I think all of that's pretty pretty stale but as far as the 90s they crushed it and that was super influential a super influential time for me so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say up to i mean growing up in the suburbs i wouldn't know about um you know a lot of this stuff whether um i i found out through a lot of it through uh, epitaph through like the offspring and and um through bad religion and, and through stuff on the radio but then also i found out about it through tooth and nail records through mxpx so i mean there's there's a, a few different like lanes and and my you know i probably wouldn't know about punk rock if i didn't hear those singles on the radio like offspring so you know call me a poser but i had to have that little step in so I definitely mean, it, but it's true though absolutely it, everyone you know not everyone has the cooler older brother that gives them the minor threat tape and shaves them a mohawk you know everyone has to have that step in so you know and i'm proud of mine that's true what was your man i'm the oldest what was what was your uh, what was your kind of stepping stone into uh, punk and, and and underground music? What was your kind of uh, you know eye opening? Uh, whether it be you know a, a band heard on the radio or MTV or were you given a, a tape or CD? What was your kind of first foray into that world? Well, um, I have to say I'd probably say Green Day. Yeah, Green Day was my favorite band yeah. uh, growing up. Um, I was pretty fortunate. Um, in the in the regards to I got into music at a super early age. Cool. Um, yeah. I was about eight years old when I started um just kind of being captivated by it. And I I'm the type of personality that kind of absorbs all all of that like a sponge. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel lucky to have the, the head start in on that. So it, it kind of started with Green Day, um, just them being a bunch of teenage teenagers with blue hair and singing really snotty. Um, I, I definitely identified with that. Um, and then it kind of snowballed from there um, with Offspring mm-hmm. and Blink-182. And, and then 1998 happened, and then it was all new metal and stuff mm-hmm. and like you know we could talk about it but like yeah eventually <laughs> i came back to punk like yeah, a year yeah. later hell yeah yeah and then i just like dove head first into it nice well uh i mean you, you we mentioned off the air that you're from um you're from buckley so were there any places that you could buy cds back then or did you try to was this uh, like where did you get your music from like the mall did you did you have to venture to the mall did you buy things through mail order um it was typically uh I was pretty much grounded in grabbing grabbing CDs from Fred Meyer and Bonnie Lake. Of course, yeah. Um so but I mean that was during the the Punkorama wave. So yeah. fifteen songs for four the, bucks or something, yeah. 
Yeah, so I ate all all of those concepts, um, and that was kind of my my stepping stone into like finding all of the the indie indie punk bands through there. Um, and then once the internet, once like Napster and all that happened, it was just kind of game over. What is your favorite punk rock compilation of all time? Um, From that era. Because mine is Physical Fatness, Fat Music Volume 2. Or is it Volume I, 3? Oof. Let me see here. It's, uh, I think Physical Fatness that's volume is uh, three. That's number three. two. That's three. Fat Music Volume 3. Yep. Physical Fatness. That's the one that has All of Me by No Effects and Good Riddance and some snuff. And yeah, that's number three. So what about you, man? What's your favorite? Is it Punkarama? Is it, is it Physical? Is it a Fat Music? What's your favorite of that, of that kind of era? That's a really tough one, but I think um, I think I'm going to go with short music for short people. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, where else are you going to find a No Effects and Spaz on the same compilation? That's that's good. Yeah, dude. I mean, talk about like a great way to like hear 30 seconds of like I don't know 60 bands you've never heard of when you're like 13. Oh, it's the most bang for your buck. It's 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 like the best way of sampler because sometimes you don't even want to hear more than thirty songs seconds of a song if you don't really dig it. So you know what? Thirty seconds. I didn't really like that song. Well, guess what? Next song. Perfect. <laughs> Next. <laughs> and they had that one Blink One Eighty Two song on there too. I think right. Yeah, they got yeah. They, what is that? Yeah, Family Reunion. They yep. got that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go short music for short people. Nice, dude. Uh, right on, man. Well, I I do want to go into a couple more songs from Tiny Dragon, but I gotta ask you, and I'm gonna put you on the spot here again. Just a n- shout out a few of your favorite Northwest bands of all time. Northwest bands. Um, word. Um. So my favorite my favorite Northwest band um, is probably Old Doris. Okay. Uh, they're they're a Kraken. They're they're an institution at the Kraken. Yeah. They they play all the time. Um, they're the sweet. They're the sweetest bunch of dudes. Um, and their music. Their music rocks. I. It, it's weird. It's weird to see them like play like small places because I just when you listen to them and watch them at the same time, I. It's it sounds it sounds weird, but like. I just kind of sometimes I fantasize that they're like playing like playing for me in a giant stadium because like it's just like just epic epic rock. Nice dude, old Doris, right on. Um, old Doris is fantastic. I um, Kids on Fire is definitely like slowly becoming one of my favorite bands. Songs in the key of bummer rocks. Yeah, it's. To me, it's like it's a perfect capture of just all of the feelings um, and emotions, like living in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, it rings true. So I'm really digging. I'm really digging the new record, the new Kids on Fire record for sure. Um, other Seattle bands. I mean, I spent a lot of time drinking and falling asleep on the sidewalk, so I'm going to have to say Murder City Devils. Yeah. Um, who else? 
There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of That's a good list, man. That's a good list. That's a good list, dude. And, and, uh, you know, I, I have one more question for you. And this is a hard one because this is, uh, you know, we're on no timeline here of, of, of there. This is unprecedented territory we're living in right now. What's a, you know, Besides all of that, what is a goal for you in 2020 with the uh, the record label or or 2020 and beyond with uh, with Tiny Dragon? Um, you know, I'm just kind of riding it. Um, I haven't put too much thought into it. Um, we are doing a we are doing a sale right now. Um, awesome, but it's 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 weird because. Um, We've been on label for three years, and um, by the end of this, uh, by the end of 2020, we'll have put out um, at least 23 releases. Nice. And for for an indie for an indie label, um, it's that's a lot. It's kind of it, it, yeah, it's kind of un, unheard of. Um, it's either that yeah, I just. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word, um, but um, I don't know. I just kind of, I just kind of wanted to go with it and put out records that I that I love. And um, once we we have three records coming up, um, and the label doesn't really make any money. It kind of just mm-hmm. funds the next release and stuff. And after. Uh, before doing the sale, I was on budget for the next three releases, so now I'm like, okay, well, no one can get records at shows, so I'm going to do this sale to where all of our LPs are seven bucks and our seven inches are two bucks, just as a means that I want people to have music to listen to because I'm so passionate about it. That's great. And um, after that, I'm just going to focus on um repressing certain certain records that um you know sell better than others and kind of just play it by ear. Um there there's no one telling me that I need to put out um a bunch of records, a bunch of new records, but there's also no one telling me that I need to stop and I don't yeah. really want to either. You're so your own boss. That's that's great. So I'm kind of taking a, a lax, lax approach and kind of seeing how it goes. Um, and so far, so good, man. Sounds like you're staying the course and just churning out records, dude. That's churning out good records that you believe in, which is that's the kind of that's the way to be, man. Which is which is rad. Um, what uh, what what's the way to, that people can buy those seven dollar uh, uh, LPs and, and uh, EPs and, and whatnot that you have? How can we uh, find uh, your your label and where can we order them from? So everything's on Bandcamp. It's uh, tinydragonmusic.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Um, and, but that's that has our whole catalog. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, I ship things out probably every three or four days. Um, but yeah. Right on. So pick something up. They're they're you know they're they're a price to go and you can check it out i know we all have seems like we all have a bit more time that is if 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 you don't have kids then you might have less time if you have kids at home with you so <laughs> but, 
<laughs> yeah. So, uh, is there anything before we go into these last two songs? Uh, is there anything you want to say to anyone who might be kind of, you know, in in a state of weirdness right now, stuck at home and, and in isolation? Is there anything you want to say to you know listeners? Um. Well. Sure. Um, I usually I tend to be very reactionary and internalize a lot of a lot of my like stress and anxiety um, with when extreme things happen like this. Mm-hmm. And I know that I can't be the only one that does this. Mm-hmm. Um, so for anyone listening who's going through a hard time, um, I would just like to say that uh, you're not alone. Um, there. There's so many people um, who are struggling, and if you're if you're able to reach out, please do. And also, um, everyone has a lot more time on their hands. I encourage um, everyone to reach out to people anyway. Um, I've been doing far less text messaging and calling people up on the phone and just like straight up video chatting people because yeah, not like. Like most of my most of my friends aren't working, so yeah. they're probably on their phone anyway. So they can just pick up a video chat and see my face. I can see theirs. We'll have a good conversation and feel feel better about. Yeah. So if I can say anything, just reach out to your loved ones. Um, yeah. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate the words, and we're going to go into a couple more songs from some uh, some bands here. Uh, both of these bands are Seattle bands, is that right? Mabel's Marbles and Heck Yes? Correct. All right. So these are available from Tiny Dragon Music, uh, tinydragonmusic.bandcamp.com. You can pick these up uh, and a bunch of other rad bands. Uh, Drew Smith, thanks a lot for, for talking with me today. And uh, any, uh, any fine – actually, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to turn my microphone off, and Drew, I'm going to make you be the cheesy DJ, and you're going to intro, intro these two songs, okay? Do your cheesiest <laughs> do your cheesiest street jail uh, voice. All right. Thank you so much. This next song is called County Roads by the band Mabel's Marbles. They're from Seattle, Washington. And then the other song is called Everything's Gone Coco for Cuckoo Pup Poops. Damn it. <laughs> heck yes. Perfect. They're also good. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.